0: Welcome to Dark Horse Matters, the show about people, their passions, and their pursuit toward their happiness. I'm Bev Mateyoshi, your host, and I'm passionate about talking to people about their dreams and what drives them. So if you're just tuning in, don't forget to like and subscribe. Hit that notification bell because you could be the next person that goes after your dreams and makes them come true so today's guest is a beautiful young girl full of energy and light and her passion is living life to its fullest capacity and i just love watching her on instagram she makes me feel young and i like to (laughs) live my life vicariously through her and it just makes me miss you know the ocean and it makes me miss the beautiful scenery of hawaii and you know she's I can't wait for you guys to meet her she is extremely talented she's a talented photographer and she swims like a mermaid and i like to call her the goddess of sharks so please welcome cassie (laughs)
1: dago what an intro thank you
0: all right i thank you so much for you know, coming on the show today. You are so amazing and I just can't wait to share you with everyone.
1: Oh my gosh, so- no problem. I you're my favorite dentist in the whole world and every time I get to hang out with you. I'm like, I feel like we're at the dentist office just kicking kicking it, kick it like friends because I'm like we talk about everything I don't know how we get the cavities checked because most of the time we're just talking
0: <laughs> I know we get our work done at some point we right do,
1: eventually.
0: <laughs> well I just wanted to talk about you know like you being a southern girl and all like how did this southern girl end up you know in Hawaii
1: oh my gosh well like So I basically, you know, technically I'm from Georgia, but my dad was in the military, you know, so we moved around a lot. I was born in Germany. Um, So I was, I moved to Georgia when I was like six. So spent most of my life there. So technically it's home, but I never really felt that like Southern kind of like vibe. Like I didn't really, you know, I grew up in the South, but I didn't really feel like a large attachment towards it. Um, but I try. I, I knew, like growing up, I loved. I've always loved the ocean. I've always loved sea turtles. I have a sea turtle tattooed on my ah. arm. Yeah. So I always, you know, grew up wanting to know more about turtles and the ocean. And I would live for like the beach vacations with my family. Um, so. I got into traveling during college. I did like semesters where I would take a, like a, a break in between semesters for Christmas break or summer break and I would go travel. And I would do these kind of like volunteer sea turtle programs. And I loved it and I would get college credit for it. And I traveled to like uh, the Caribbean and Costa Rica during my junior and senior year of college and or, or sophomore and junior year of college. And so that's kind of how I I always, you know, I started traveling, fell in love with traveling, knew I wanted to keep traveling. And my senior year of college is when I went to Hawaii for the first time, woo! And um, I did a work trade, um, which is kind of like young people can go travel to different places and work for free food and free stay. And so I worked in like a jungle, the jungle of Maui, like cutting sugar cane and doing (laughs) like the crazy, like literally in the jungle, like making people, like it was a tourist stop. So people would come stop on the road to Hana, which is like this famous road on Maui. And we were kind of like this fruit stand and I would work like kind of making the smoothies, doing the sugar cane juice um, and all that stuff. And I did it for about a month and I just had this feeling inside me when I stepped off the plane. I'm sure you can relate, Bev. Like I saw the green mountains of Hawaii and something inside me was like, i'm gonna be here again like i could feel this like i want to be here i want to live here um and so i went back to school finished my degree and then i moved to maui nine days later
0: (laughs) (laughs) you got called you got called called. to the aina
1: I felt called, you know, I'm sure you know the saying people say like Maui either, you know, brings you in or kicks you out. And I feel like Maui's done a little bit of both to me, but now we're here to stay. So (laughs) I I feel good. I feel, you know, it's definitely like now my new home base, which is nice. Like, I feel like Hawaii is home. Like Georgia will always be home, but this is like my new home.
0: (laughs) That's so cool. Like, well, how was it? Like when you first got there, like you being, you know, this Holly chick from yeah. the, the mainland, yeah. you know, coming yeah. to Hawaii, like, was it difficult at first? Was it like a culture shock? Like, tell me your experience. You
1: know, like, for me, I think I was super young. I mean, I'm I'm young now. I'm 24. But when I moved to Hawaii, I was 21. And like, to be honest, I think I was way too trusting. Like, I, I'm a really trusting person. And like, I think that in Hawaii, a lot of people go to escape, you know? And so, like, you really have to be careful and watch out for who you're entering into your circle. And I think I was there and I was just like, I want everybody in my circle, you know? And (laughs) and so I did run into instances where I would meet kind of strange people that I thought that I could trust. Um, For instance, I have like a crazy horror story, but the first person that I ended up uh, renting from on Maui, was this old like Filipino war veteran and he had like PTSD and he was like verbally abusive. He was crazy. Like I was 21, fresh out of school, got a bartending job on Maui, needed a place really fast, picked like the first one I saw, not thinking about anything, you know, and it just turned out to be a really bad situation. I lasted there about a month and like he was always yelling at me, like he was just this crazy old man. Um and you know the rent is outrageous. Yeah. So I was paying like 700 for a room and like, it was just not a good situation. So like I moved out of there, got a different space. I've jumped around a bit on Island, but yeah, I definitely had instances where I would meet people automatically, like let down my guard and, um, you know, that I learned to not do that so quickly just because I feel like, um, Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just feel like there's awesome people here, but there's definitely, like, there's definitely some weirdos. There's definitely some people that have demons, you know, that wanted to go away thousands of miles in the middle of the ocean. So I think I learned pretty quickly that, like, I can't trust everybody. And, like, now I'm kind of in this place, like, three years later where I have my own studio you know, life is more steady for me and um, consistent. And I think that like, when I look back on my 21 year old self, I was hitchhiking Beverly. I was doing crazy stuff. Your mom and, is
0: cringing and, right now.
1: Yes. And so, and now when I, when I think back and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like how did I ever do it? But you know, when you're young and everything's new and exciting and it's Hawaii, you're not really thinking about everything but now I'm kind of in a steadier place in life and I definitely like have a tight circle and I and I don't really like it's not that I don't expand it I just know who my friends are Um, I hang out with the people that I really want to hang out with and I don't need to like make a bunch of new friends or you know I'm kind of like in the place where I found my people I found my spot and I'm like happy good
0: good for you yeah Yeah. and you're very lucky that nothing bad happened to
1: you i (laughs) know you know what like
0: you know you you're young and i gotta respect your bravery you know like um i remember being in your shoes and but you know in my situation when i was your age i was just scared all the time you know and i was lucky i had my sisters we were always together you know and that's what got me my guard down was i knew that i had them to like be with me you know you're 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 definitely brave and i commend you for that um i know as a parent you know when my daughter becomes that age i'm going to be like oh my gosh you know know. but (laughs) at some point you just have to trust that you raised them well and they're going to make good decision so and
1: I'm sure at one point if your daughter looks you in the eye and she wants to go chase a dream you will support her just like my mom did like my mom always told me when I came to her you know she'd have her worries or whatever but at the end of it she'd always be like I support you and I'm happy for you she might text you like what's going on and there's (laughs) flooding there's a tsunami in Hawaii are you okay you know (laughs) But at the end of the day, she really I think deep down she's very happy for me, and she knew that I was going to have this travel dream so and I, and I couldn't be stopped you know one thing you gonna about do me,
0: what you're I'm gonna, gonna
1: me, do yes if, if there's one thing that the world needs to know about me it's that if somebody tells me no I'm gonna make it happen ten <laughs> times harder like I'm so determined so you know that's- that's it. I like to go after my dreams. I'm super determined and I won't let anything, you know, stop me from that for sure.
0: I love that. I love that so much. Um, so can you tell me a little bit more about your family um i know like during the pandemic you guys ended up all together again in the same house God. what was that like as adults being in the same household again like you were, it was like teenage years all over again it
1: was what like was- a greedy bunch uh, <laughs> like it was crazy i mean so basically i was You know, I was on Maui working when the pandemic happened and pretty quickly I realized that like I wanted to go home because the world, everything was shutting down and, you know, rent is so expensive here. So I knew that if I didn't have a job, you know, was going to be impossible for me to pay rent and who knows how long the unemployment would kick in. So like I just knew the best decision for me was to rent out my place. So I rented out my studio and went back to Georgia. I packed Beverly for a month. Okay. I (laughs) packed like warm weather stuff because it was March. So I'm thinking it's still going to be cold in Georgia. I packed one bikini, which was my worst mistake. And then I like, so I packed this bag thinking, okay, I'm going to be gone for a month. And, um, I ended up being gone for 10 months, which is, we'll get into that. But I went back home to Georgia and at one point during the pandemic, yeah, we had my entire family back together again, which was so crazy. Um, But in a lot of ways it was really therapeutic for me because like, I think we worked out, like, not that we really have any family issues, but I think like when you all put together again as a family after so long, like you kind of have to learn to rework relationships. And like, it it was, it was a very interesting time. Like for one part of it, me and my sister Hallie, you know, we didn't always used to be so close. And um, so I have two sisters, Sam, I've always been really close with Hallie, you know, she's the middle child and I'm the youngest. So there's kind of this divide where, you know, we were never always fighting, but we just weren't as close as me and my older sister. And during the pandemic, you know, we actually realized how much we had in common and we became super close. So it's it's yeah. like a lot of things happened during the pandemic that were actually really helpful for me. Like I worked on relationships with my family. We were able to spend a lot of time together. Um, and then my best friends all are still in Georgia from high school. So it was kind of like a, an interesting time in some aspects because you're like living your 16 year old life again as a 24 year old. <laughs> but in some ways, it was really nice. Like, me and my sister, Hallie, at the end of the night, whenever, when everybody else was asleep, because me and Hallie are unemployed. No, my dad, my mom, my sister, they were still working. So me and Hallie would stay up late. We'd watch reality TV. We'd have a tequila soda at night and just catch up. (laughs) So in a lot of ways, it was really good because like I got to see my family and I think that I really needed that before like the pandemic happened. Um, I was going through a breakup and just like really just stuff going on in my life. And so going home, I think I really needed my family and friends again. And I totally got that. Um, but it was funny because like, you know, it was kind of like, like when I would try and go out, like, you know, sometimes me and my friends would meet up for a drink safely, you know, outside or whatever. And so it's kind of funny because like I'd come back late at night and, I don't have a curfew. I'm 24, but like my parents be like, "Where are you going? And Who are you meeting up with?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, you know." So that Can I drive about, you? Yeah, right. So that lasted about I think I was home from March middle of March until September. So I was home for like six months. So it was a it was a long, <laughs> it was <a>
0: long six <laughs> <That's months>. crazy.
1: <laughs> I know, and, and then- I I didn't. have any- clothes either i was like i had to go to goodwill every week just to get
0: clothes <laughs> you're all digging like, in hallie's closet and she's probably
1: like stop yeah. taking my stuff <laughs> oh it's always a battle between me and hallie because we're the same size we're both like time ty- like we've the same kind of build and so she'd always she'd wear my clothes but hallie that's my shirt that's like, my one
0: shirt that i have. <laughs>
1: It was kind of nice because we'd switch clothing. We'd be like, I don't want this anymore. And she, you know, so it was was interesting.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. I I love, I I can relate because, you know, I grew up in a family of five girls. You have a brother, but like Mm -hmm. it was all girls with us. So, yeah, with us, it was like a cat fight cat fight every single morning
1: your parents god bless them they probably went through a lot five Uh, girls
0: yeah they used to lock the door in the morning and they're like no you're not allowed in our bathroom (laughs) fend for yourselves yeah but so i just remember during the pandemic i started Hmm. seeing pictures of you on instagram in a totally different country i'm like what is happening Everybody's on lockdown and this girl is traveling to different countries. How is she doing this? Oh my so, God. so tell me a little bit about where you went and how long okay. this, this adventure of yours?
1: I know, I feel like I got back to, in December and I was like, Beverly, I've been to 10 countries. And you're like, what? <laughs> you're, like, you're like, what have you been up to, Cassie? And I'm like, I'm just traveling, like, you know.
0: During the um, pandemic. <laughs>
1: So basically, like, I, you know, I kind of had this idea in my head that I was going to travel. And, like, I knew the pandemic was going on. I knew some countries were open. I knew there were ways around it. Um, And I always wanted to be safe. You know, I always wear my mask. My dad works for the CDC. So I'm totally, like, you know, it's kind of a contradiction because, you know, the CDC and the world is telling you don't do anything that's not essential. And then my mind is saying, go, go travel, you know? Um, and so I went ahead and traveled, but basically, you know, I saved up a lot of money because I was renting out my place and then I got unemployment from, uh, the Hawaii government. So unemployment was kicking in. I wasn't spending much just besides groceries because, you know, I was living with my parents and, you know, so I was able to save a bunch and pay off my bills. And once I had a good chunk of savings, I kind of started to look into like what was open and I was seeing like, you know, some like some places in South America were open. Um, I think some islands and then there wasn't much open at all in Europe, but Croatia was open. And, uh, for some reason, like Croatia's kind of always been in the back of my mind, always wanted to check out that place. And so when I saw it was open, um, I kind of started like, uh, thinking about going. And I think I started with this idea in maybe July. I knew I was going to go travel somewhere and so I kind of had it set for September because my sister's bachelorette party was happening in August, my birthday's in August, so I was like I got to wait. So September was like the month and Croatia was open and I was like I'm going to go. And like everybody, my mom, my dad, they were like what the heck? How are you going to make this work? We don't know what you're doing, but okay um but i made it happen and basically what i did is i used this app called couchsurfing which hmm. anybody can use it if you're a traveler um but basically what it is is there's hosts in these different countries that will like open up a room for you or host you for like a week or two weeks and it's kind of a way to travel cheaply so that you don't have to like spend a lot of money um and so i got on the app and i was seeing what was available in croatia and i found this really awesome host and he was a guy, his name is Brane, and he's from this city called Makarska, Croatia. And I started talking to him because I, I there's a way for you to read reviews. So if you're a girl, you know, and you're feeling kind of uncomfortable staying with a guy, you can read like the reviews uh, from other girls or whatever to make sure it's okay. And like, I've always had a really safe, comfortable experience. I've never had anything weird happen to me. Um, but I started, you know, I read. I was reading the reviews. He's hosted a bunch of people from different countries. He seemed really cool. So I started talking to him and I didn't get any weird vibes. He was so nice. We were just kind of talking about Croatia and travel. Um, and he was super nice. And I decided that I was going to stay with him in his city. And he was going to host me for, um, it ended up being like nine or 10 days, um, which is a while. But he... It was So this was the plan. So I was going to go to Croatia. I booked the flight. My mom and dad thought I was crazy. I had my host. Um, I figured I was just going to do either, you know, jump around on couch surfing throughout my travel, or I was going to maybe do work away, which is what I was saying. You could work in a different country at like a hostel or, you know, something like that. And get free food so i was like i didn't really have a lot of plans beyond staying with this one host um and so i kind of went and just was like whatever i'm gonna go i'm gonna see what happens see where the world leads me um and it led me a lot of a lot of other countries So first I went to Croatia. I stayed with um, my host, Brane, for nine days. It was amazing. His family was awesome. I got to meet amazing people, experience like his city, which is this gorgeous city right on the Mediterranean Sea. Um, he was awesome. Like he became somewhat of like a brother to me. Like we just had a really awesome friendship and like, it was a great experience. That's so Um, cool. Yeah. So I ended up staying with him and then, and then I had stayed with him for like nine, 10 days. And I knew that like, I needed to move on. Like these people can't host me forever. You know, they have lives. So (laughs) I got back, I got back on the couch surfing app and I found another host in split Croatia. And so I decided to go to Split and stay with, um, with another guy. I know, crazy. Um, and this is where the experience gets a little different. Um, so I ended up staying with another host who hosted me in Split. I left my first host, went to my second, and um, stayed with him for like one night. And he was totally fine. Nothing creepy happened, nothing weird. But like, I just didn't get the same kind of like friendship vibe or like really cool connection that I have with my last uh, host. And so I was kind of feeling like, I don't know, like, I kind of want to try somebody different. Like this guy's nice. He's perfectly polite, you know, but I'm just not feeling like we're connecting, you know? And so, and I don't want like a, I wasn't looking for a relationship. I was just looking for like, I don't know, like I have a very easygoing personality. I felt that my last experience was so good with Brane, that I wanted the same, expect- I had expectations, you know? Right. So while I was staying with this guy, I was on the app searching for other hosts and i made up a lie and i was telling the guy i was like you know what i think i have to leave tomorrow unexpectedly my friend decided to come to croatia and i need to leave so i made up this lie um because everyone was telling me my mom my sister they were like if, you, if it doesn't feel right go like find somebody else and like my intuition was telling me that i needed to like leave this host so i um Got on the app and started talking to this Brazilian man who is now my boyfriend. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Um, So... His name is Anthony, and he was, I I started talking to him and I was like, Hey, I'm in this weird. And by the way, I wasn't trying to get all men hosts, but this is just how it happened for me. So, you know, (laughs) So I started talking to Anthony, and he was like, I was like, my situation's kind of weird with this couch-surfing host. We're just not really like vibing. Um, And I'm looking for a new situation. And if you have space, please let me know. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. Like you can come tomorrow. I have, you know, an extra bed, whatever. He was very polite. Um, And so the next day I went and I met up with my new host, who is now my boyfriend, Anthony. Um, And so when we met-
0: You guys traveled together though after that, right?
1: Yeah, we traveled to uh, nine other countries together after that. So that I met him um, after leaving that situation. I knew instantly we had a crazy connection. We were both like, it was just like meeting like a friend. Like we just had this very easy going, we were talking the whole time. Um, we actually ended up going to a par- crazy like outdoor party together. After we met, like there was this like boat party going on. Definitely, probably not the best decision during COVID. So, you know what? Don't judge me, but it happened. Um, (laughs) So, anyways, so we ended up like having this awesome night together. We met and like immediately we had this uh, connection. And we decided that we wanted to travel together. So, we, you know, we ended up staying together and we went to, Montenegro uh I went to Malta by myself because I had plans to go to Malta before I met him so I went to Malta by myself um then we traveled to Montenegro Albania Turkey Egypt um Dominican Republic Mexico um Panama Colombia and there I think there's one that I'm (laughs) missing
0: so crazy i can't believe I that you went through all those countries that is just incredible i, I can't believe you experienced all of that
1: Real, but. Me too. i kind of feel bad saying it because i know people have had a really hard year um but you know what i had the money and the means to do it and i felt that I wanted to do it. I took all the precautions, you know, everywhere we traveled, most of the places we did get a test. Um, and most of the places, you know, we followed the rules. We wore a mask whenever we were required to wear a mask, unless we were like in an open area. Um, and like, I just knew that I might never have the opportunity where I had this money saved up and I had this time. And I just kind of took, you know, the opportunity that was given to me and Anthony had been already traveling. So Anthony started traveling before the pandemic happened. So he actually was um like he's been gone for this whole like year and a half which is crazy. So he actually was going to go home back to Brazil because he was like I'm done with the covid situation, I'm over it. And then he met me and he was like let's go travel <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's crazy that
1: was that influence that was a bad influence yeah
0: but. but you know what you you guys are young you know yeah. now's the time to really experience you know and i'm so happy for you that you got to experience all of that so yeah. um i also like I, I was the i wanted to tell the audience about the reason why i call you the goddess of sharks like just looking wow. at your social media like Oh, gosh, you have the most amazing videos and pictures. Um, And so I want to talk about your love for the ocean. You know, this is partly what brought you to Hawaii. Um, I know you've experienced the ocean in Florida, too. But um, can you tell us about your brush with these large creatures that, you know, have sharp teeth?
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I would love to work with them again. Um, But basically what happened was I, I was in Hawaii. Um, visiting an ex-boyfriend at the time, all the boyfriends, right? So anyways, this was a while ago and I was on Maui um, visiting, I was there for about two weeks and i had previously gone shark diving in florida on a vacation and so i had the contact of one of the companies um, that does free diving with sharks which is basically like they'll take a group of people out don't have to have any experience it's a snorkel trip and you're in the ocean uncaged with sharks and they do it mostly in south florida around like jupiter uh beach So I was in, I was on Maui and, um, I got this Instagram DM from one of the owners, uh, the owner of Florida shark diving, his name's Bryce. Um, and I didn't know him at the time. I I think he, I had asked him a question about shark trips on Hawaii, um, in Hawaii. And he had, you know, previously messaged me back. So we were Instagram friends. He messaged me randomly and was like, "Hey, I'm in Hawaii. I'm looking. I'm looking to go on a shark diving thing. Would you be interested?" Like, and at this point, I, you know, I love the ocean. Uh, this kind of stuff doesn't intimidate me. I love the idea of swimming with sharks. I love all like ocean creatures. I love it. So I said yes, absolutely. I would love to go. And um, we actually, and I ended up taking a friend with me. Um, And we went on his boat and unfortunately we didn't find any sharks because we didn't have the right bait. Um, So we were offshore, you know, plenty of miles offshore from, from people or whatever, but we didn't have the right bait. So we, we saw like one shark, but we didn't get in the water with it. It was a small, like Galapagos shark or something, nothing crazy. Um, but we actually ended up um, being right on his boat next to whales, which was really cool. So like um, I got to kind of be next to whales in the ocean, which technically is not uh, legal in Hawaii really, but if you're in the water and a humpback whale like happens to swim by you, it's okay. But there's a gray area there that I probably crossed, but, Um, regardless, like Bryce kind of saw me in the ocean and how calm I was around whales, sharks, all the stuff that we were trying to see. And he offered me a job the next day. Like he called me and he was like, what do you think about, uh, moving to South Florida and working as a shark diver for a little bit? I have a temporary position open. I think you would be perfect for it. And, um, what do you think? And at the time... Um, this was kind of one of my, uh, lapses from being in Hawaii. I was back home in Georgia saving some money. Um, the first time I went to Hawaii, you know, I was telling you, I kind of trusted the wrong people. It was very pricey. I hadn't really figured out my job situation yet. So I took a little break from Hawaii. And at this point in time, I was back in Georgia, um, working at a bar, staying with my sister and I was visiting Hawaii. So, He offered me the job. I literally packed up all my stuff, threw it in the back of my car, drove nine hours to South Florida, quit my job bartending. I was like, bye, I'm gone. I want to work with Sharp and i ended up sleeping on the boat like i lived on the boat for about two months and i didn't have a place i did couch surfing so i did get to stay in like a nice condo that i had met this guy who had this condo and he was like honestly if you clean it you can stay whenever it's whenever i don't have a booking so every now and then i got to stay in this cool condo and uh the other the other amount of times i was sleeping on the boat and i would wake up at seven And we would dive with sharks. We'd take six people out at a time. We'd have two or three trips a day. We'd go about seven miles offshore. We'd bait. So we'd drop like um, some tuna, you know, some like bloody fish in the water on a crate. And my job was basically making sure that the sharks weren't getting too close to the people. I was just always monitoring the situation and just making sure everybody was comfortable and safe. Um, And that was my job. Some days I would be swimming with up to 20 or 25 bull sharks, like in the water. And it was like the craziest, most, I think I tell people that this experience was one of the best experiences of my life. Like I'll never, like, I'll always cherish those days because I spent my days like swimming with these apex predators and it was just amazing.
0: So incredible. Yeah. I just love how you just have no fear, you know, like there's and you cannot if you're in a situation yeah. like that yeah. you can't be afraid you know no,
1: yeah. I I actually they, had they, one, I don't know if I told you this, but I had one day on that boat where I had to punch a shark in the face. I have done it, it's crazy. I had a bull shark um come at me like he like I was you just have to be on your guard. Anything can happen, you know, and I was kind of looking left and looking right, looking all around me. And I turned my head for an instant. And when I turned it back, I had a bull shark just like tail whipping, like coming straight for me. And I didn't have a lot of time to react, but I had a big GoPro on a stick. And I remember I took the GoPro, hit the bull shark in the face And then I kicked it away and I was okay. But it was one of the craziest experiences of my life. And I remember telling my mom and dad that and them having almost heart attack.
0: (laughs) You're probably like, I shouldn't have told you that.
1: (laughs) I told them on April Fool's Day that that a shark bit me. And and, and so my dad, I'm And then I had voicemails. My dad, I'm all, I'm gonna book a flight right now. <laughs> they they didn't talk to me for two weeks after
0: that. <laughs> yeah, you deserved so, that. You
1: deserve that.
0: So That's me. so mean. a April Fools joke. Oh my gosh.
1: I know. So <laughs> I, you know, I got what I what I got coming. But you know what. It was an awesome experience. And I had, you know, I had seven-year-olds come dive with sharks. I had, wow. you know, amazed at the people that wanted to do it. And anybody can. Like, it's, I mean, now people are probably going to hear after I just punched a shark in the face. Maybe they're not <laughs> going to feel so good. <laughs> but, but it's a completely different environment when you're in a controlled space and, you know, you have a dive guide there and, you know, she, or he is always making sure that you're not getting too close to them and you're at your comfort level. So like, it's a completely different experience in a controlled environment, but I, myself, you know, I'm always wary being in Hawaii. I'm sure, you know, like, no, don't go swimming in murky water, you know, always avoiding, uh, we've had a lot of flooding recently. So like snorkeling is just kind of Not a good Mm -hmm. idea because if you can't see what's below you, you just don't know. And Hawaii, I think is like number one or number two, we've had a lot of shark attacks. Yeah.
0: And those tiger sharks are aggressive, man.
1: Very aggressive. And we've had deaths this year. So, you know, it is one of those things where, you know, I love sharks. I respect sharks, but I know what can happen. And I know, you know, that, um, when I'm snorkeling, I'm always just extra aware and making sure the conditions are good because you never know, you know, and, and, And when I I feel comfortable because I'm in an environment that's controlled, if I have a bait crate, if I know where the sharks are, that's where I feel comfortable. But when you're snorkeling and and paddle boarding, you know, that's when you hear about these accidents happening. So you never know. And so people have a really bad view of them, but they're part of the ocean chain and (laughs) I give my love and respect to the sharks. (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah you definitely know what to do uh, if you yeah. punch the shark in the face it, it, you know
1: everybody needs to know if if a shark is coming at you do not look away do not swim away you need to stare that eye to eye contact is very important and then just be aggressive because uh, as soon as you're aggressive <laughs> they'll go away you know but if you're scared they can sense fear so yeah
0: that's crazy. You
1: gotta get your jaws on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so um I you with the GoPro under the water, is is that your form of photography under underwater? What about so, above water? What do you with shoot?
1: Sharks, I was doing GoPro, um, but I also shoot with uh, I have a Canon 6D that I use for like pa- families, portraits, engagements, all that stuff. But then also I have an underwater housing for that camera. So I'll stick it in. Um, I have a really, actually, I have it here. I'll show you it. I have it with me. One moment.
0: I love photography too. Like that's one of my passions. Uh, I've never done underwater photography.
1: Well, if you need to.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. So this is what I use. Like I stick my camera right in one of these bad boys. That is
0: super cool looking.
1: Yeah. So I have this and that's what I shoot with. Like when I'm going underwater, it does video and photo. Um, I can't change the settings once I'm underwater. So that's one of the downfalls, but I got it cheap on Facebook marketplace. So you know what? You got to do what you got to (laughs) do.
0: Wow. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. But I do still use my GoPro. Um, but for my job, this is what I have to use anyways. So if I ever see any animals or stuff that's cool underwater, I use this guy
0: wow so um the the photography that you did through that job though so you do you do freelance too like um yes. you know just so you started your own business this is pandemic kind of uh activity going on I like know, all I these know. gen z's and millennials <laughs> yeah i'm telling you like i meet all these um 23 year olds you know you know 24 year olds 22 year olds that just graduated from college during the pandemic and they're like no jobs you know so it's been so amazing everybody is just like I'm just gonna start my own business. And then yeah. I know so many of you it's young great. people just doing so great, you know, and like-
1: even You didn't start doing the podcast until after the pandemic, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, this is just recently, but yeah. I, I just been so inspired by all the people I've been talking to, because that was one of the things that I was inspired to do during the pandemic was just reaching yeah. out to people. I just I tried- randomly started FaceTiming people, like people I haven't spoken to in like 10 years. I'd just be yeah. like, FaceTime see what happens you
1: need, it. You need <laughs> it absolutely you need it like everyone needs to have human connection and like this is time is very hard so like it's great what you're doing being able to connect with all these people because like feels good to connect with you because i'm like we're in corona i'm in hawaii you know everything's shutting down at 10 yeah. the mayor's not messing around our governor's like cracking yep. the whip. <laughs>
0: yep yeah no so... parties
1: no dancing nothing
0: yeah so i mean I feel more connected to people than ever now. And it's been it just makes me feel so good. I just want to keep doing it. So yeah,
1: yeah. absolutely. Um, Well, yeah, with the photography stuff, like you're right, I'm freelance photographer. Um, About a year and a half ago, or 2019, summer of 2019, I had a friend of a friend who told me about this photography business on an island called Island Dream Productions. And Basically, we're kind of an umbrella group of freelance photographers that work on uh, some of the catamarans on Maui. So like just like on Oahu, where they have the catamarans that'll take people out on snorkel trips, all that stuff, they do it here on Maui. And I basically work on the boats and do not only snorkel trips, but I'll do whale watches. And I take pictures of the tourists like throughout the whole trip. Um, and then at the end of the day, I'll sell my photos and make commission off of that. Um, and so that's kind of been my job since 2019, but it wasn't until after the pandemic, after I came back that I really tro- that I really launched my own, um, private business, you know, shooting engagements, shooting clients, shooting proposals. Um, and it's just been going crazy, like wildfire for the past month. Um, I basically got an opportunity. I don't know if I just wasn't motivated before, or if I was just comfortable on Maui and didn't really see more for myself, but Um, My boyfriend kind of inspired me to, you know, go, you know, take your camera, take, you know, learn more about how you can shoot portraits. And um, I studied journalism in college, but I was kind of lazy with my photography classes. I shot on auto for years. Um, And then this year, I really took it upon myself to try and learn my craft. And I started watching videos and just going out. I started talking to my coworkers, my other freelance photographer friends about how they shoot. And I decided to just go for it. And i how i did it was i had a surprise proposal on my boat one day i was working a regular shift a regular sunset boat trip and one of the uh guys on the trip decided to propose to his fiance that that trip and he wanted me to take the photos and i was like oh my god i'm so you know so i ended up doing it and i took the photos on the boat and then he asked me to take their engagement photos which i had never done anything like that before um so i started researching you know sh- videos about how to shoot engagements and and you know where to do it and i you know took it upon myself to take the opportunity and then ever since then um it's been great i've just been booking clients through either um the boat which after somebody will buy a package from me on the boat i'll say something like hey you know i have my own side business if you need Family portraits on a beach. I do that as well. So I've booked a couple clients like that. And then most of my clients I book through social media. So a lot of people will come on Facebook asking for advice because they're traveling to Maui for the first time. They need a photographer. And there's all these little groups where people will give advice and share information. And so I started to post on there that I'm a photographer, here's my information. And I've booked a bunch of clients in the past month and then I have a bunch of clients booked up for the next couple months so I'm really happy I'm really excited about it because you know I'm making money with the boats and then I'm also making money you know with the private clients so it's actually been an awesome year for me um despite the pandemic but I think you know I I do think that when people come to Hawaii they want to remember it so yes I'm I mean. so
0: happy for you. That is so inspiring. And I, you know what? Like, you're so talented. And you're, you know what I love about you? You're just a go getter, you know? Yeah. Nothing absolutely. stops you. You see the opportunity, it. you just, oh, it's mine. I'm taking it. Yeah, you know, like, absolutely. run with it. And you're just going to get better and better. And you know what? Like, can you share your information? Like, what's your website? Like, absolutely. how can people find you?
1: I'll send you the links. But for everybody watching, my uh, website is Cassie. My name is C A S S D i e d the letter d photography.com um and then it's the same on instagram so cassie d photography um is my instagram and uh those are kind of the main links where people can check out like my portfolio and all that stuff i also have a personal instagram uh it's cass c-a-s and then my last name d-a-i-g-l-e so that's kind of where I post all my crazy Hawaii pictures but um but yeah so like people can can find me there if you're traveling to Hawaii please come see me on the great island of maui <laughs> i'll take awesome. a photo.
0: that's so much that's awesome
1: we, you have to have a reunion trip some one of these days and i'll shoot your whole family whenever yes
0: I, I will totally totally that, I that would sounds die. amazing
1: when you when you Get off the plane on Oahu. I want to be there. You're gonna watch champions. my hair
0: frizz. You're gonna see my hair frizz from the, the humidity.
1: I know. <laughs> it's been flooding. I don't know if you've heard all the news. It's been crazy flooding over yeah, here. Yeah,
0: I saw some crazy videos recently.
1: My God, yeah. it would be summer to get here because like
0: <laughs> flash. Uh, wait till flash flood season is
1: over. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
0: Well, I appreciate you so much for coming on my show. And I just love your energy. It's I so inspiring. You. And um, I just, you know, I wish you the best. And we are definitely going to keep in touch. And we'll definitely Absolutely. see each other again when Beverly's I come gonna to do Hawaii. my
1: teeth. Every December, every <laughs> December, my mom books the appointment. And, I'm, <laughs> and I walk into the office and Beverly's like, Kat, where have you been? What are you doing? <laughs> So hey. I'll for my next, you're, you're my only dentist. I don't have a dentist.
0: <laughs> and you know what?
1: You're flossing. I, just, I am. <laughs> no, I flossed last night. I flossed last night. So I flossed last night, and I will continue to floss. And I, and this is a newfound. This is also a pandemic gift. I started <laughs>
0: flossing. So I'm talking uh,
1: to all you guys now, you gotta floss. Because <laughs> Beverly knew. Beverly knew when she checked my teeth. She said, "Wow, Cassie, you really have." <laughs> I
0: I made a difference in someone's (laughs) life. I love it.
1: (laughs) Well, I love you. And I'm so happy that I got to share this with you. And I'm I'm so excited to, you know, catch up on your podcast. And, you know, I think it's great that you're connecting with all these people and you're able to share their stories in this medium. And that's exactly what people need right now. I feel like this was a therapy session, you know? Yeah,
0: totally, totally. (laughs) (laughs) So you... Yeah. so you enjoy the rest of your day i really really thank you again for coming on the show and just having such amazing energy i know everyone's going to enjoy this episode and um so i just want to you know close out here thanks again everyone for tuning in to dark horse matters the show about people their passions and their pursuit toward happiness if you enjoyed this episode please like it subscribe it and share it with your friends because, you know, I just appreciate, you know, the support. Mahalo so much for the support for growing our dreams. So until next time, be passionate.